Hi everyone, I'm Nina, and I'm glad you're here. Welcome to my first ever podcast. This is exciting and terrifying, and I decided I wanted to start a podcast because I felt like I couldn't find a podcast about mental health, mental illness that really spoke to me. And instead of just sitting around and not doing anything, I was like, why not? Let's make a podcast. And so I'm here, you're here, and we're doing it. I wanted to start this first episode off by introducing myself a little bit more. My name is Nina Schubert, and I'm 21 years old. I am a very big mental health advocate, and I actually just changed my major in college to communication with a minor in nonprofit studies and education with the hopes of working for nonprofit mental health organizations when I graduate. And I have been in my own recovery for over five years now, and I'm extremely grateful every day that I was fortunate enough to get help and get treatment, and I want to really help other people see how amazing recovery can be and how treatment and talking to people and reaching out for help isn't a sign of weakness, it's a sign of strength. And I want people to know that there's resources out there for them. And I want them to know they're not alone in their battles. And that is really why I made I'm Glad You're Here. So the goal of this podcast, I guess, is because I wanted to give people a space to share their stories about living with mental illness and how recovery has helped them. I wanted to give people a safe space to connect with others who may know what it's like for them, who know what it's like to live with mental illness. And I really want to also help educate. I want to give people an area where they can sit down and learn about mental health, mental illness, and what they can do in their community for their friends, for their families, for people they don't even know to help make change and to help end negative stigma that is constantly being put out in the world every single day. Podcast is going to include real and raw stories from people in recovery and it'll start off with people I know and I hope to really expand this podcast to people all over the United States, all over the world who can share their stories that people can truly connect with. I want to include skills on how to cope with intense emotions, how people with mental illness work every day so tirelessly to fight these demons, in a sense, to fight this battle that they go through every day in life. And I know right now we have so much going on in the world and everyone is struggling in some way, shape, or form. And for a lot of people with mental illness, they're doing this on top of an already big challenge every single day. And that's what recovery is. Recovery is something you have to wake up and choose to do every single day. You're not a car in a body shop. You don't go in and get fixed. You have to constantly choose. You have to constantly make the decision. I'm going to take care of myself today. I'm going to eat today. I'm going to take my medications today. I'm going to go out. I'm going to shower. I'm going to talk to my therapist. I'm going to go to a doctor's appointment. 
there's so many things people do every single day to take care of their mental health. And I sometimes think that's one of the big stigma surrounding mental illness is that, oh, well, if you're depressed, you don't have something to be depressed about. Just get better. And it's not like that. It's not something that is a switch that you can just flip on and off. It's something you work on every single day. And that's why I really want to hone in on these stories from people in recovery to show you what it's like to go every single day working on your own recovery. And I also really want to use this platform to educate and help diminish this negative stigma surrounding mental illness. And I hope that together, whether you're listening or you're creating your own podcast or Instagram or just in person, publicly speaking, I'm hoping that we can all come together as a community and truly love one another and fight for one another and make people feel less alone in this world because I don't want anyone to feel alone. And that's another reason I made this podcast is for those nights that are tough, for those days where you're dreading getting up, there's someone there for you. And I hope I can be there for you in some way, shape or form with this podcast. And I hope we can connect on different levels and we can be real and honest and raw together and share our stories and share how we can change the world for the better. And that is the whole goal of I'm glad you're here. So today I wanted to start off by sharing my own experience in recovery to show you why I'm doing this, why I wanted to start this podcast and how I know what it's like to live with mental illness. Like I said, I'm Nina, I'm 21 years old, and I have been dealing with mental illness for over 10 years of my life. I first probably started showing signs of depression when I was nine years old. I had lost my dad to cancer and I put it in a box. I didn't know how to deal with grief at nine years old. I didn't know what healthy coping mechanisms were. I didn't know how to talk to people. I didn't know how to talk to adults who knew how to deal with this. My family did therapy and I slept through the sessions because that's the only way nine-year-old me knew how to deal was by not talking about it. And here I am over 11 years later sharing my business on Instagram, on Facebook, in person, and now on a podcast. And I'm sharing it because I don't want anyone to ever feel like they have to hold it in, that they can't tell somebody what's going on in their life. And for me, that was something I always felt like when I was younger is that I had to be okay. I had to be perfect. I couldn't have any issues. I couldn't be struggling. And for so long, I held this connotation that I had to be okay. But it's okay to not be okay. It's okay if you're struggling. You don't have to constantly be this perfect person. No one's perfect. Everyone has their own battles they're going through. And another thing I really realized through the years is I can't compare myself. I can't compare my chapter 2 to someone's chapter 50. I can connect and I can relate but I can't negatively compare myself to them and be like, why am I not where they are? Why am I not 
cured or healed in a sense as people would expect from us. And so over the past five years that I've been in recovery, I've been learning skills. I've been learning how to and open up and be real and vulnerable with people, whether that's my therapist or groups of people who want to learn about mental health, mental illness, whether that's with my friends or my family. And I'm just so grateful for the things I've learned over the past five years. And I hope over these episodes, I can share those with you and other guests can share what they've learned over the years that has helped them, help them heal, help them grow, help them move on past trauma and pain. Like I said, I started showing signs of depression when I was nine and I probably dealt with it silently for four years before as I like to say, my walls broke down in my brain and these walls were protecting me from pain and grief and sorrow. And they showed me that I didn't know how to cope, that I didn't know how to deal with intense emotions, how to deal with negative thoughts and all these negative feelings and these intense feelings. And I didn't know what to do. I didn't know where to go. I didn't know who to talk to because I was so closed off for so long. And also when I was 13 years old, not a lot of people were talking about mental health or mental illness. So I didn't feel like there was a safe space for me necessarily to talk about what was going on in my head. But I slowly got there because of my friends, because of my teacher, because of my family, I slowly started opening up. I started sharing what was going on inside and I started vocalizing it to people. So it was eighth grade and I remember sitting in a conference room in my school with three of my friends and a teacher I trusted with my life. And I remember I avoided all of their eye contact. And I just looked at the ground because I didn't know what to say. My friends had to tell my teacher what was going on and how I was feeling because I only felt like I could be vulnerable and real at 2 a.m. at sleepovers with my friends. And that was it. And I would do those things and I would be real and vulnerable. And then I would lock it up again. And I'd be like, what? No, I'm fine. I'm doing great. I'm managing. I'm coping. But I wasn't. And so with the help of my friends and my teacher, I went to my first therapist. And it didn't work out. And that's okay. Your first therapist isn't always going to be the perfect person for you. And over the years, I found an incredible therapist who I've been with for five years now. And I trust her with my life and I know she's working every day to help me be the best me I can be. And so I'm just very grateful to be here and I'm glad you're here too. And that's why I named this podcast. I'm glad you're here is because you have made it through a hundred percent of the bad days life has thrown at you that you're still fighting and you're still here with us. And you continue to fight, which I think is the most powerful and strongest thing you can do is fight to live, not to just exist, but to truly live. 
And I'm still learning how to do that every day. I'm learning how to live my life to the fullest, how to cope with things that come up every day for me. And it's okay if you need some extra support, if you need help, because five, six years ago, I didn't know how to do that. And I turned to negative coping mechanisms to cope and deal. And it was tearing my life apart. And it was not only hurting me, it was hurting the ones around me that I loved. And I didn't know how to make things better because I didn't want to be honest. And so as the years went on and I reached 10th grade, I had gotten to another point where I bottled everything up and I didn't talk about it. And I turned to self-harm. I turned to an I turned to abusing medications and I was destroying myself both physically and mentally and I was okay with it because I didn't know what else to do. I didn't know how to talk and how to take care of myself and now I do because I got help. And once again, I credit my friends so much because they truly saved my life. They saved my life on multiple occasions by helping me reach out to people, by helping me find resources. And so I'm really, really grateful for them. And you'll learn more about them along the way. And I hope to have some of them on this series as well. And they can share how to be a friend to someone in recovery, how to be a friend to someone who's struggling with mental illness. And I'm just so grateful every day for them. And I wake up every day grateful to be alive because of them. And in 10th grade, I went into my first treatment program for an eating disorder, depression, and anxiety. And over the past five years, I've been in and out of treatment. And I have no shame saying that. I've been hospitalized three times. I've done a IOP, a residential, a PHP, and I'll teach you more about what those words mean um, and what treatment terms are and things like that as well over these next couple of episodes. But I did practically every type of treatment program you could. And I was very fortunate and very privileged to be able to do every single treatment program I needed to do. And I hope that I can help bring you resources if you're struggling, whether you're financially stable or if you need help finding these resources to be able to get help. Because not everyone is fortunate enough to have funding to get intense treatment the way I have been able to get. And I know that insurance is a nightmare for so many people. I've seen the ugly side of insurance. I've had friends tell me the ugly side of their insurances. And it's hard because mental health and mental illness is still not talked about a lot. It's not looked at in this positive light. It's not like when you break a bone, it's like, oh my gosh, go take care of yourself, go to the doctor, go get a cast, take care of yourself and do what you need to do to fix that bone. It's your brain. And a lot of people don't understand that you need to do the same thing for your brain sometimes. 
And so that's my goal as well as to help show people that your brain is just as important as a broken bone. You have to take care of it. You have to nourish it. You have to get it checked. Sometimes you need medications to help chemical imbalances the same way you need medications to fight an infection. And so I have been officially diagnosed with a eating disorder in the past, which I am in recovery from. I struggled with alcohol abuse, which I am also in recovery from. I struggled with self-harm and I struggled with abusing medications, like I said before, and I've been diagnosed with depression and generalized anxiety and, and I've been diagnosed with auditory hallucinations, which is something that I was ashamed of for so long because I didn't ever know someone who dealt with auditory hallucinations or with borderline personality disorder. And over the past couple of years, I've been getting educated and I want to help talk about those mental illnesses that aren't talked about as often. I want to talk about the illnesses that are sometimes looked over and just given a negative connotation. I mean, most mental illnesses are, but some are stigmatized so much more than others. And there's also specific views the media has of certain disorders. Like with an eating disorder, a lot of the time media portrays it as a skinny white woman in society. And that's not always the case. Yes, there are so many white women in society who are deemed socially acceptable who struggle with eating disorders and that doesn't make them any less valid they are still so extremely valid and important to talk about but there is a range of eating disorders that are not talked about in society there's people of color who struggle with eating disorders there is people who are deemed overweight who struggle with eating disorders. And no, they don't need to adjust their diet to lose weight to feel better. They are struggling with restriction or purging or diet pills or they're over-exercising and people don't take it seriously. And I'm privileged as a white woman in society, anybody socially accepted by society. And I know that. And that is why I want to have guests on my show is because I want to show those different views. I want to show all these different angles and diagnoses and situations that people go through because I know my story is not the only one and your story is not the only one out there. There are so many people and you are not alone and I know you can feel like you're alone. And I felt so alone for so many years because I didn't think anyone knew what it was like, what was going on in my head. But people did. People knew what it was like. They may not know everything that I deal with, but they could connect with things that I dealt with. They could connect with the eating disorder aspect. They could connect with the auditory hallucination aspect or the borderline personality disorder or the depression. People can connect with you in so many different ways. And that took me so long to realize. And I hope that this show can help you realize you're not alone that you don't have to go through this alone, that you are loved, you're important, you're valid. And I hope that we together 
can heal and grow and change the world. And that is why I am making this show. I am making this for anyone and everyone who needs to hear this, whether it's today or tomorrow or 10 years in the future, you are not alone and you are worthy and you are loved. And I will say it in every single episode if I have to, to help you see how important you are to us on this earth, because I know what it's like to lose people to suicide. I know what it's like to lose someone to addiction. I've lost a lot of good people in my life. And I know a lot of you have lost good people in your life. And we don't have to fight this alone. And we can connect and we can bond and grow and share and love and so many amazing things. And that is what I hope to bring with this podcast. And I'm grateful for you listening to me ramble in this first episode as I figure out how to do a podcast, how to talk and connect. And I'm very thankful for you being here, not only on this podcast, but on this earth with us still. And like I said, I'm glad you're here on so many levels. And as this goes on and as I keep creating over, I hope forever, I hope we can connect. And I hope you feel a little less alone in this world. So like I said before, I'm Nina and I'm glad you're here.